Hi, and welcome to our last segment in our identity series. We'll be considering the identity issue of the Christian and ethnicity. And we'll be considering together the issue particularly of racism. Friends, racism is sin. But what is it exactly? And how do we address the issue in our world, in our church, in our own lives? First, we need to understand what racism is. It certainly has been a hot topic over the past year particularly. And to begin, we need to define what race is. Uh, Our own denomination put a study committee together and helped provide some uh, good definitions for race and racism. They define race as a social phenomenon with a biological component. That is, The term race not only pertains to the color of skin and other biological factors, but also may include the cultural factors, associations, and assumptions that we attach to certain races as well. So with that working definition of race, racism then can be defined as an explicit or implicit belief or practice that qualitatively distinguishes or values one race over other races. Certainly this tendency of human beings to value some people over others uh, based on physical differences is nothing new. Our country has a deeply sordid history involving the enslavement and gross mistreatment of African people as well as other minority immigrants. But the problem of racism is still very much alive today. Many theories have been proposed lately, especially, as a means of understanding the very nature and problem of racism. Uh, Intersectionality and critical race theory are examples. We don't have enough time to dig into these issues in this video, but I do want you to consider a biblical perspective uh, on the issue of racism that will help provide a foundation for you to do your own research on these issues and engage them well. First, it is essential to affirm again that the Bible's teaching is the, that we have an essential equality. Every human being, uh, we have an equality bearing the image of God together. No matter the color of your skin, the physical characteristics you have, or your culture or heritage, you are entitled to the same dignity and value and worth that every man, woman, and child inherently has as an image bearer of God. The ethnic and racial diversity that exists among the human race is not a defect in God's design. In fact, it was the beautiful intention of God's creative work. Therefore, it's wrong for us to value any type of person and not another, or to show partiality to one class of person over another. The Bible is also very clear about this, especially in the church, where James 2 says, My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, You sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, You, stand over there, or sit down at my feet. Have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? 
Secondly, we need to recognize the natural inclination that we all have toward this kind of partiality and even racism. Jesus tells us that murder dwells in our hearts. Even if we don't commit the act, when we hate another human being in our hearts or when we demean them, we are committing murder in the eyes of God. And Well, we all know what it's like to judge someone to assess them according to our own standards and then make a judgment that they are lesser or that they don't deserve our time and attention, that they are bad or evil or wrong. Friends, I've done this more times than I'm even aware of, and it's sin. God alone is the judge. We are not called to judge those who we deem our enemies, but instead to love them. That's what Jesus did. He came near to those who were outcasts. He loved the people who were hated uh, by others. Jesus crossed boundaries, social and political, in order to draw people near to himself. If we're called to be like him, friends, then we must plead for his help to truly love our neighbor, no matter how different they appear. Third and last, we must not so define our Christian identity by a particular cultural identity that we lose sight of the fact that as Christians, our ultimate citizenship is in God's everlasting kingdom. Our cultural identities are not inherently bad, but there are certainly elements of every culture of, uh, that God that calls us to repentance. <laughs> he calls us to faith. And so we must let the love of God be our guide as we learn to interact with our neighbors and friends and even enemies, uh, those who are different from us. God is at work building his church and he's doing it using living stones from every tribe and language and people and nation. Our churches ought to represent the diversity that surrounds us even as God prepares each one of us to live in perfect harmony with one another for all eternity. So the picture of heaven really should move us toward one another so that we can learn to rejoice in the diversity that God has made and that he is united also to our one Lord in one faith and one baptism. We have to be honest though. Each of us fails to live up to this identity and this ideal. The tendency that we have toward judgment and prejudice, partiality and racism, it lives in all of us because sin lives in all of us. So we have to be honest about this because being honest about our sin is in many ways the first step to living out our Christian identity. But we can do it boldly, without fear, because of the beautiful truth that even though others may condemn us for our wrongdoing, God's judgment has already been rendered about us on the cross of Jesus Christ when he became sin for us. The gospel is what most centrally defines our identity as Christians. And the gospel meets us as desperately broken sinners and forgives, justifies, adopts, and sanctifies and restores us to God forever. The gospel is God's free grace in Jesus, and, and that is the way that we will overcome racism in our lives, in our churches, and in the world.
So friends, let us run to Jesus together, desperate for his forgiveness and restoration, and learn that at his feet we can actually forgive and accept one another just as he has freely forgiven and accepted us. So may the grace of God teach us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, and may we love our neighbor as ourselves. Mm -hmm.